I'm starting to fit all the pieces together with regards to Antarctica. In this video, I'm going to present a number of things that I've recently discovered. This is Tony. Hope you're all doing well. I'm going to be getting into sort of what's going on in Antarctica. Some things that are in plain sight, but not actually available for you to see anymore. I'll show you some old footage of things that were talked about by the Admiral that they say, oh, that's not real. But actually, there is actual footage from the 70s, from the 80s, from the 60s showing this very thing that he is talking about. We'll show you that in this video. We'll be getting into some rather interesting anomalies there, some uh, interesting sites in Antarctica and how they point to other places that are famous like the Great Pyramid and other things like that. We'll be getting into actually a lot of stuff. Let's get into this first, of course. There are some rather interesting bases in Antarctica. Of course, they've had a number of locations and settings. We have, of course, a number of countries that have outposts in various parts of Antarctica. Obviously, there is no country in Antarctica. But what's interesting is when you find footage like this, you see some trees. Why are there trees? That's kind of interesting. I thought there was nothing on the continent of Antarctica, right? And of course, recently they found a new, uh, I think it was a new squid in Antarctica. Kind of an interesting thing. We'll get into that also. But actually, like I said, we've been getting into a ton of stuff. We have 17 incredible recent discoveries. This article as well. This is of like one of many things we're going to go over. Uh, and this is from 2022, end of 2022. A colossal squid they actually found recently there. And so that's one of the things they recently covered. They're claiming that the ozone hole is getting larger in Antarctica, which is really interesting to me. It makes you wonder why. Why is it getting larger? Of course, we had a huge con contribution to this. The American GOV did back in the 60s and some of the stuff they were doing back then. I think they've actually caused some of this. But, of course, that causes UV rays and things like that. But also, there's so many things on here I don't even want to show you because they're not even worth looking at. Uh, enormous ice fish breeding colony. They found rather interesting a number of uh, species that are there they didn't realize were there. This is of recent in 2022 and 2023. They found sponges also uh, below the ice there. And like I said, these are just some of the, the more simple stuff. We're going to be getting into some really advanced stuff as we get farther into this video. And here's something that you need to look at. This is actually a hint at some of the bigger things I'm going to be presenting in this video where they actually are starting to slightly, slightly emit things, folks. Check this out. So they talk about a large lake was found beneath Antarctica's largest ice sheet. And this lake, of course, is warmer. Now, what's interesting about that, that's what has led to all these species they didn't know existed in Antarctica. I was talking about these uh, squid and these various schools of fish and things they didn't know was there. And now they're talking about finding this ancient DNA there in the sediment. And what's really going on here, folks, is they actually do sort of admit that there is uh, warm water in Antarctica. And this is what leads to all of this. There is various uh, volcanic vents and uh, 
essentially hot sort of geyser areas in Antarctica. And of course, they slightly admit to this in some of their maps, but they don't really tell anybody any of this stuff. They just make you believe that Antarctica is completely just this massive ice sheet, no life. This is sort of the, the, the common way they look at it or present it, I mean. And what I'm going to show you is how we actually have video footage from the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s showing all this on TNT and on various TV broadcast networks showing this stuff back then, but they won't show it to you today. You can go to, you can go to any search engine and just type, type in the area that they're showing you on these videos where it shows green, shows warm. I mean, literally from the, the, the temperatures of, I think it was like 30 degrees Fahrenheit to 77 degrees Fahrenheit in this one area, this one area in Antarctica that they showed on video uh, on two different videos I've seen in documentaries. I'm going to show you, but they, they act like none of this exists. And if you go do a search on that exact area on any search engine, it won't show you this. Okay. But it will show you in these old documentaries. I'm going to show you that uh, in a minute. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to see what else they have here. That's any seems relevant. Okay. Uh, I don't think that one's really relevant. Um, they're trying to say that it's melting and this is climate change and we need to save the world. So let's uh, darken the sun and cut down trees. And, you know, this is the, and if you don't know the joke, that's an inside joke because actually that's one of the latest things they're trying to do to save the planet is dark. They want to darken the sun. That's one of their ideas. Another one of their ideas is to literally cut down forests and bury them. This is another latest thing that they're doing. It used to be you would plant trees to save the planet. Now they want you to cut them down. And it used to be understood that the planet was, the thing that you were trying to save was the animals and plants. Now apparently that's not the case. Uh, and like I said, I don't want to get into that segue, but if you check out any of my old videos or any of my videos on my business channel, I talk about that all the time. But um, of course, also they talk about dinosaurs being there. Very interesting. It shows you that the earth was very different in our past, in our ancient past. Very, very different. Matter of fact, there is some evidence that woolly mammoths might have been tropical. They tell you that they lived in snow. Actually, they might have been completely tropical. And there was some evidence that recently came out on Joe Rogan about that, where they found a essentially like a, a parakeet's uh, uh, feather inside the tusk of a, uh, one of these woolly mammoths. And clearly, parakeets don't live in, in snow regions. You know what I mean? It's not really rocket science. But there's a lot more we're going to get into as we get farther in this video. So I, I think that's enough with that article. It doesn't really tell you anything else. We're going to be getting into the good stuff now. But first, though, got to mention food supply, 25-year shelf life. Link is in the description. Three months worth of food for $5.97. This is the just-in-case type of thing, folks. You know what's been going on around us in the wonderful world we live in today how things are just not exactly like they used to be. It's almost like you're living in a sci-fi movie at this point. Uh, nothing seems right. You know what I mean? You got WARs going on forever over in Europe that seemingly could turn into a world one, right? We don't want that to happen, but you've also seen some of these uh, supermarkets closing up because hundreds of people will go in there and loot. You don't want to be in an area where you have no supermarket or something goes out. The power, of course, goes out or something like this. You're going to definitely want this just in case. Something with a 25-year shelf life you can put in your storage. Link is in the description. 
Three months worth for five ninety seven. Two weeks for, for two weeks worth for one twenty seven. Link is in the description. Of course, also this book here, The Lost Ways: How Your Great Great Grandfather Lived Without Electricity, Had to Build a Cellar, Do Things Around the House Like They Did in the Old Days. Hundreds of pages illustrated. You're gonna definitely want to have that book just in case. You don't want to buy it after the fact because you won't be able to buy it. Once the power is gone, you ain't gonna be able to buy the book because you need to be able to buy it online, generally speaking, and no one's gonna sell that in a store near you. So. Definitely get the printed version, obviously, because once this power's off, you're going to want the printed version. Link is in the description. It's only like 30-some dollars. Uh, at any rate, also, of course, uh, everything else is linked below. Check it out. Let's get back to the video. So what's interesting about this is there has been a number of stories put out from the time of Admiral, of course, Byrd, indicating that there was a warm region in Antarctica, there was also an area where it opened up. And inside it, there was another world, folks. This is what he said in his journals. What's interesting is he published this. He published this over in other countries. He, I mean, he did do a couple interviews and things like that over here talking about a little bit of this. But he put more elaborate details in other publications in outside, outside America, which is interesting. It's almost as if someone didn't want him to publish this information here. It's kind of weird. Now, here's one of the documentaries I was talking about. Here you can see, obviously, I wanted to have it zoomed out so you could see that it's very obvious that this is Antarctica. It's just pure white everywhere. And then there's this, this is a very huge region. They're very high up in the altitude looking at a very massive region here, folks, that is literally just like in the inner, uh, it's water and, and rocks, as you'll see as we get farther, as he zooms in. You can see this is sort of closer up. You can see there's rocks and water. There's some snow here and there. And as he gets closer, you can see there's actually some green, obviously some vegetation, some water. The temperature at the time that they took this footage was about 30, I think it was like 38 degrees Fahrenheit in this area. So it's not warm. I mean, it's a little cold. It's above uh, freezing, obviously. Uh, you know, life could be there. I mean, you could have some grass or whatever, live in something like that. What's interesting is this is the coldest time of the year, pretty much, because it can get up to 70 degrees Fahrenheit in the same region in the summer. Okay, and what was what's causing that? It's volcanic vents. It's geysers. Things like this underneath that is causing all this heat and makes these areas with trees, areas with vegetation, warm water, and life, right? And apparently there's more than one of these. What's interesting about it is, of course, even in this documentary, which is even older, this is from 1961, these guys are in Antarctica sitting in, in one of these uh, sort of pockets of uh, natural vents, uh, from, you know, like I said, a volcanic vent, sort of like in an area near one of these type of geysers slash volcanic vents where they're actually in a sort of a sauna in Antarctica. This is not some artificial sauna. This is literally a natural one. They're in Antarctica right now, and they're just sitting there getting warm from this vent. Now, clearly, this is something you don't really hear about anymore. All you see is just they tell you it's just pure ice and there's nothing else, folks. 
And interestingly, let me see if I can show you a picture. This is what I'm talking about. Like if you, that area I was showing you from like the, the video from the 19, I'm guessing in 1970s, it's on TNT. Might've been late 1970s. This is the area. You literally search this area and it won't show you any of this warm area. It just shows you maybe some of the outskirts of that area. They won't show you any of the warm areas. See how that is? You can't even, and there's not very many pictures, by the way, either. Look, let me close this. Oh, whoops. Did I do that wrong? Okay. Let's do this. Hit refresh. Okay, there we go. You really can't see much of anything. It's just all ice, 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 snow, ice. Almost like that's all it is. Right? Right? You see what I'm getting at? So they don't actually show you the areas that are warm in any of the photos. I even typed in warm. As you can see, warm, nothing. I was literally looking for it. can't find it anywhere. But you can look at these old documentaries and see it. And these documentaries are on YouTube. And when I upload this to my website, GR Videos, I will actually put all the links below it so you can go check them out. That's one of the things, one of the benefits of my website, GR Videos, is I will put all my notes underneath the video, which I used to do here on YouTube until it started working against me. So I stopped you doing that altogether. Unfortunately, uh, YouTube used to be different, as, as you can imagine. But so if you look at my website, like if you look at a video, I will have notes underneath the video. And what's interesting also about my website now is you can also pull this menu down and just any topic based on a word, it will pull up the videos on that topic. 2024, you know, like uh, 1800s, right? You can just pull this down on any category in here. And there's like a million terms. Demiurge, right? Evolution. See how that works? Pretty cool, yeah? So I just recently added that to my website to where you can actually, and this is in the free video section, you can do this also in any other section as well. And I need to upload some more videos over here, but uh, you can do it over here as well. Yeah, 15th century, you know, Asbury. Yeah, there's something with that. <laughs> there's like so many things here. Um, carbon dioxide. I mean, pretty much anything you want. So at any rate, of course, over there, I upload all my videos. If you check out one of these videos, it will have the notes on the side with all the links. Uh yeah, it has all the links and stuff below it as well. Link is in the description for this, folks. You can go check that out. Also, let's get back to the video. So I just wanted to show you guys that. Uh, getting back to the video, there are some rather strange things in Antarctica. And like I said, I'm going to be making, I'm actually going to be making two videos here, folks, because there's a lot of stuff to cover in this video. And we're already like, well, 13, 14 minutes into this video. So as you can see here, there's a, a bizarre cave of course they try to say this is naturally formed but what's interesting is it has some sort of it looks like steps or something to it this is pretty big i think it's like 70 feet across or something like that it's pretty big but there's a lot of these really bizarre anomalies in antarctica here's yet another example right here uh we don't even know what this is you got this right here it looks like there's little vehicles just 
frozen in the ice. What? Who knows what those are? They could be. I don't know. Maybe they're vehicles. Maybe they're unidentified, of course, objects. I don't know what these are. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's something natural. Let's just put it that way. So, anyway, of course, we've been talking about Richard here and his expedition to Antarctica and how they pulled out. And they don't tell you really how it was in their newspapers, how they abruptly left Antarctica and left a lot of equipment there. It, it really doesn't make sense when you start looking into it. And of course, some of the words that he said when he came back, necessary for the USA to take, of course, defensive you know, actions against air planes and uh, which come from the polar regions. <laughs> so he's saying there's literally airplanes and, and other vehicles flying around from Antarctica. There's actual, of course, locations there where that's they're coming from. This is what he's saying. He, of course, publishes this in foreign uh, newspapers. You don't really see it too much in, Amer in, in the American newspapers. It's interesting. You'll have like a, a, a an interview and they'll just write everything down. It says here, says that and this, of course, talks about how they we should adopt changes to deal with the polar regions and stuff like that. Um, he says it's a new type of WAR aircraft aircraft flying over both poles. I think he's referring to unidentified objects, folks. This is kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, he said the most important result of his observations and discoveries is the potential effect that they may have in relation to the, you know, of course, security, you know, the United States. And he goes on to say a lot more stuff, but it is a little strange when you look into this and what, what's going on here. Okay. Yeah. Some of his uh, statements, I wanted to read a few of his other statements here. Here we go. We're crossing over a small mountain range, still proceeding northward as best can be ascertained. Beyond the mountain range is what appears to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center portion. There should be no green valley below. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal here. We should be over ice and snow to the port side or great forests growing on the mountain slopes. Our navigation instruments are still spinning the gyroscope is oscillating back and forth. Now, it sounds fantastical, but it actually makes logical scientific sense when you start thinking about this. Because like I showed you back here with this footage on TNT, here's an area just in the middle of nowhere. This is a very large area. And you see, as you get closer to it, there is green. And I think there's some areas that actually had forest. There was some footage back here where it showed some footage of forests as well that I showed you initially in the beginning of the video. But so this actually doesn't sound that far off from what I've seen. But of course, very few people have seen that footage. He declared today that it was imperative the United States initiate, and this is what I already read. I want to read that again. Um, flying, of course, objects. Right, exactly. So we see that as well. And it's just kind of interesting when you look into it. It actually makes sense with what I've seen. Of course, like I said, there's very few, there's no new documentaries that will show any of this. There's no uh, images that will show any of this. If you go do a search exactly on this topic, on that specific location, you won't find any 
pictures of these green areas with warm water, which literally gets up to 77 degrees Fahrenheit in, in, in the warmest time of the year. And the lowest is like 30 degrees Fahrenheit. This, to, to understand, this is literally 50 to 100 degrees different than the surrounding region. 50 to 100 degrees different. That's how much different this volcanic vents, these geysers, this underneath, under, and now they're finally admitting to this under the ice sheet warm water where there's a lot of, and I showed you at the beginning of this video where they have fish and, and squid and other things that are living in this warm pocket of water, very large one. It's likely from volcanic vents underneath Antarctica that's causing this massive lake underneath the ice sheet. And this is why you have warm regions in Antarctica. And you can even see it on some of their maps. Like I said, if you look at their map, it talks about thermal influence that, you know, if you just read the map like this, you're not going to really think anything. Diminishing thermal influence. What are you saying? Are you trying to say there's thermal vents? There's volcanic vents? Yes. They just don't tell you that. They don't just come out and tell you it. And of course, what's interesting is like I, I've shown before, there is a very large pyramid structure there in, in, in Antarctica. And like, like we indicated, there's DNA that they've discovered from species that would live in warmer climates that are in Antarctica. I believe I know where all this ice and snow came from, by the way. And I actually get into that in another video, which I was, I think the last video I had up where I talked about uh, essentially when the fountains of the great deep burst forth and the whole ice age that they talk about where the woolly mammoths were literally eating food and had food in their stomach and were frozen within an hour because they still had food in their stomach, which it only takes an hour for food to digest. They had food in their mouth, food in their stomach, and they're frozen solid in less than an hour. Where did all the snow and ice come from? And it used to be over the, uh, the top part of North American continent as well. I get into that in great detail in my previous video. It comes from the, the, the fountains of the great deep bursting forth at the mid-Atlantic ridge and all the ridges around the earth. It's where the stress fractures in the granite came forth from the water under the plates. The water makes stress fractures into the plates itself. You have the super uh, borehole, uh, super cola borehole, uh, the deepest uh, drill down in the earth ever, allegedly. And they were able, they actually discovered some of this water underneath it in some of these stress cracks. The, the water is double the salt content of the oceans. This is why the oceans became more salty. I think they were probably more fresh before this, prior to this. When it burst forth, they had such extreme pressure. Some of it shot into space and could have created the comets because comets have double the salt content of the oceans as well. And it actually makes sense once you understand how much pressure was underneath there. We're talking entire continents over water and it finally stress fractured and shot forth. And we even have proof of this from moons. There's a moon, I think it was around, was it Saturn or Jupiter? I can't remember which one. There's moons where we've actually seen it shoot forth from the moon, just the exact same manner. And it went right on into space, literally very far into space. Uh, so that is very well possible. And I get into it all in detail. I don't want to get into all of it here, but I'm not even showing you any pictures or anything, but I, I go into detail and show pictures of everything. On my previous video, I'll be over on my channel or on my website, grvideos.com. Link is in the description. But getting back to this, so what I was trying to say about these great pyramids 
This pyramid is massive. This is way bigger than the Great Pyramid. This is what people don't understand. This thing is colossal, okay? The Great Pyramid is only 230 meters on one side. This thing is 2,000 meters on one side. Almost 10 times longer on each side. The Great Pyramid would essentially be a little fraction of this. It'd be like this little piece here. That's about how big the Great Pyramid is to this thing. Very, very much, much, much smaller. Obviously, there's something different going on. Like I said, with the whole idea of the ice being over the North and South Pole, just to give you an understanding of what I was saying, with the fountains of the Great Deep bursting forth, it went up so high in the stratosphere, it came down as ice. It froze in space and came down as ice on top of... Uh, the north north part of North America, the North Pole, and the South Pole. And a lot of this ice uh, shrunk back over time. We used to have huge ice sheets over North America. I get into showing evidence of that, which Randall Carson, he's been on Joe Rogan. He's talked about it as well. The ice sheets and from the Ice Age, they were over America. Uh, I don't want to get into like that all here, but that would mean that at the North and South Pole, likely it was much warmer before this all happened. And they were able to build things back before this. And now we're just looking at the remnants of some ancient pyramid. And of course, these pyramids had functions that we do not understand. It's just interesting seeing pictures of, of things out in the middle of nowhere like this. It's just like, what is that? Why is that there? You know, it's like, what? Right? So perhaps there's something to this, right? And interestingly, of course, if you look at the book of Jasher, it talks about Enoch going to a very cold region and then going into heaven from there. Perhaps these could be essentially gates. And we had TV shows like the TV show Stargate SG-1 where, and it was at the Great Pyramid, right? So they have these gates. Perhaps they're telling us through these TV shows that's what it is. I don't know. It's interesting they've had a lot of Dignitaries going to Antarctica, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But here you have an example of it happening with Enoch. And all those kings went to the place they found earth. The earth was filled with snow, and upon the snow were large stones of snow. One said to another, come, let us break through the snow. See, perhaps the men that remained with Enoch are gone, and now are under the stones of snow. And they searched, and they couldn't find him, for he had ascended into the heavens into space, to some other place, through a, who knows, right? <laughs> some sort of gate. We don't know exactly what this is saying. I'm just postulating here, folks. But it is interesting. People have postulated that perhaps that's what these places are. They are gateways. And perhaps that's what was also in Antarctica. We've seen it in movies as well, like uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. You see a lot of it in various movies where essentially King Kong is able to enter into the earth through these gateways. Here's one in Antarctica, right? Perhaps that cave I showed earlier could be one of those. I don't know. Where was that at? Uh, I've went through so many links here. Here it is. Here's one. Who knows where that goes? I don't know where it goes. <laughs> you have other ones like this. What is, what is that? You know, you got all these strange things. You got these weird pictures I find. And of course, in the movie, uh, was it Kong vs. Godzilla? Godzilla vs. Kong. 
Godzilla vs. Kong, they say that there's these various gates in different specific places on Earth. One happens to be at the Bermuda Triangle, go figure, which also makes your instruments go wild, just like Admiral, of course, Bird mentioned, happened when he got to the warm area in Antarctica. That probably looks something like this, or perhaps more so like this. He said there was trees, so perhaps there's an, even another area with even more vegetation and trees. He also talked about an entrance. Again, like I said, we have various pictures of things. I don't know the veracity of all this stuff, so I'm just showing you what I've seen in various documentaries in other places. I can't tell you what it what it what this all is. And of course, we have uh, uh, what is this guy's channel? Anton Petrov. He has a science channel. He talks about how there's these massive oceans underneath the earth that we know of, three times the volume of all the oceans combined. This, of course, goes along with what I was saying with regards to the fountains of the great deep bursting forth. If you look at ancient maps, you'll see that there was actually less water on earth. I believe it oscillated. So when it shot out, most of the water was on earth. Then it oscillated back down into the earth and then oscillated back up down kind of like kind of like a spring like this and my background's mechanical engineering i'm just guessing based on how things work with equilibrium perhaps that's why when we look at maps from uh around 1000 AD there was a lot less water on earth maybe maybe the water went up really high during the great deluge and it went down around you know at different times it went up down up down and the last time it went down was perhaps around the time of 1000 AD, and now it's going back up again. And, or perhaps it's, it's, it's gone up for the last 1000 years and it might be, you know, whatever's doing, I don't know. But so 1000 AD, if you go look at the maps, they had tons more land between uh, Asia and Alaska. There was like land bridge there. And there was like a lot of land right in that realm. And also you had Atlantis, perhaps Atlantis also was, was sunken as a result of this as well. Most likely, maybe it was a island in the ocean prior to the great deep bursting forth. When it broke forth, then all that water just piled on top of it. It was gone. And so there's a lot of things. And, and, and uh, I think uh, Randall Carlson actually has a 13-hour documentary on that topic as well. I, of course, he probably wouldn't agree with everything I'm saying here. He would probably just agree with the idea of the Ice Age and um, how the ice caps melted over North America and made these really interesting patterns. And I showed it in my previous video, but all the other stuff I'm talking about is sort of my own research and what I think, but um, just kind of adding everything together. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna get into a lot more over my other video. I'm kind of wondering what some of you guys think. Let me know in the comment section below and thanks for watching.